hello, hello. Welcome to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where we want you to be financially free, physically free, spiritually free, and mentally free. And again, thank everyone who listened last week. I appreciate all the shares. I appreciate all the comments, all the stars, all the suggestions. I appreciate it all. All of my listeners from all over the world, I really appreciate and value you guys as much as I appreciate everybody in the States as well. But um, thank you all for listening. We are now in week four. So it's been one whole month. Yay! I got my first anniversary one month in. I hope you guys all are enjoying the topics and the show. I'm going to continue on today with another new topic because, again, there's a lot of things I'm going to be covering. So we're going to start today with um, our real estate section. And in real estate, I have another really good friend with me here. He is an expert in real estate. Um, I learn a lot from him. He's been all over the country. He does real estate from shore to shore. And he covers a lot of facets of real estate. So it's not just like buying and selling. He does um, investment properties. He does land development. He does commercial. He does residential. He has a lot of experience um, in real estate. So today I have with me my friend TJ Lofton. And how did I meet TJ? I first met you, was it at the school, TJ? I don't yes, even know. Liberated Minds. I first met him at Liberated Minds. Um, liber- yep. Liberated Minds is a homeschool organization. Uh, my very, very good friend, um, Queen Thais, is, that's her Ooh. business. Yay! So Queen Thais is our plug. That's how I initially met Uh, My daughter, I've always supported Queen Thais because I just love her to death. My daughter was one of her students and, uh, you know, I just love her to death. So you guys will hear from her later on. But for today, we have TJ here who's going to help me have a discussion around real estate. So again, TJ has a lot of background in real estate. Also, something that is fascinating about TJ is in a prior life, I guess, quote unquote, he used to be we're about the same age. So we grew up in the era of the, what what did you call it? Souped up car? I don't even know low what riders. you call them. The low riders, right. low riders. Mm-hmm. All right. So TJ was a low rider connoisseur. He, he built them. He shipped them out. He customized them. He was world renowned. I didn't know you could even ship a car to a different country. But in, yeah, hearing his stories in the past, he would people would call him from China and all, all kinds of places across the ocean to have these cars made and shipped. And then he had to tie. OK, so enough. I'm going to let TJ talk about himself because that part of his um, of his history is, is very um, interesting to me. So even though we're going to cover real estate, TJ, can you take a minute? Thank you very much for coming and tell everybody a little bit about your history with, you know, previous businesses as, and as far as real estate. Well, thank you again for having me here. It's a great opportunity. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, started off as a young man uh, restoring cars uh, in my mom's backyard, flipping cars, you know, cutlasses and regals and things like that. So I had some really great people around me, some amazing people around me, uh, pioneers to whole industries. And it's one of them told me, said, hey, if you take this right here, learn this car stuff, you'll never be broke, hmm. you know. I was like, okay. Because I'll always be a customer. There you go. <laughs> you know, somebody always interested in cars. So 
also at a young age, nine years old, that was when it seemed like my mom let me out the backyard. I mean, let me out the yard. I was able to cross the street. So I was like, had some guys cross the street uh, in the area building cars, had some friends who was building shopping centers, things like that. So I got a real estate education in land development at nine years old, you wow. know, building a strip mall. So I was able to ride around, help them find 10 parcels of land and decide what kind of businesses, 10 barbershops, 10 beauty salons, 10 uh, things called one hour photos, et cetera. So should we buy into a franchise? Should we create a franchise? You know, so I, I came from way back just with deep down serious business people. You know, I don't know how I was just blessed to be around these amazing people, but the things that I learned back then is still relevant to this day. Well, so. I appreciate it. I watch your videos. I Thank listen you. to your videos. I've been in your seminars before. Um, you've taught even the children. You came to the school and you've oh, taught yeah. my daughter and uh, the other students. So we appreciate it. So um, today I just wanted to have kind of we're going to start just real estate in general. So we're not going to necessarily just narrow down on one specific little thing. We're going to have a discussion today about real estate and different facets of real estate. Um, the first thing I want to say, you guys know, you've heard me already say before, I like ownership. Absolutely. I am one that likes to own my stuff. I like to hold Absolutely. it. I don't like to owe people. Same I don't like old. to be in debt. Um, I am a true want to hold and own my own stuff. <laughs> so um, I am on a mission to get the deed to my house. I will achieve that pretty soon here, but I like to, to own my stuff. So we're going to have a um, real estate discussion. Um, so I don't know. Let's Let's start with. I guess, I don't know. I'll start, I guess, with something I was advised to do when I bought my first home. And I didn't listen. But I want to share this story really quickly because there's got to be somebody who's buying, looking to buy their first home or a young home buyer. I think I bought my first house. I was 26 or 27. So I made my first home purchase at 26 or 27 years old. Um, actually, it was in the year 2000. So it was 20 years. I was 27. Um and before I made the purchase, I had people telling me, buy a fourplex. Buy, I mean, for th two or three years before I made the purchase, people were telling me to buy a fourplex. Buy a fourplex. For, and I didn't want to. I, didn't, I wanted to have the white picket fence, my own little house, my own little yard. I didn't want neighbors. I didn't want people upstairs or sharing a wall or anything like that. And so, of course, I didn't. I didn't listen, and I bought... Um, you know, it wasn't a bad decision, but I bought my own house, a, a single family detached home and a little development, um, stayed there, you know, and when I sold, I made a lot of money off of it and everything. But still, recently, I'm not sure who I was listening to or watching, but recently I was somebody else's podcast or video, I'm not sure. But they said, look, if you do it this way, you will be quote unquote, kind of financially free or financially stable if you follow this process. So I want to share it with you because I want to definitely push new home buyers into this process. They said buy the fourplex. And the reason why you want to make that your first purchase, you buy the fourplex, you live in one unit, you rent the three units out. You should be able to make enough money from renting the three units out to cover the cost of your unit. So you want to take the mortgage, divided by three, those three tenants are now paying 100% of your mortgage. And you may be able to even get the taxes and everything included. It just really depends on the market and how much you got the property for. 
but you should at least be able to get your portion of the mortgage covered from the three tenants. Okay, so they said to do that, stay in that property two, three, four years. Um, and then from there, you quote unquote, upgrade yourself. So you go from a four unit building with you living in one and having three tenants to a two unit, a duplex. So now you can go to a two unit building and still maybe not a hundred percent, but you can get most of the mortgage and most of the bills covered, hopefully from the tenant on the other side. So now you've got the fourplex is completely covered. Plus you have excess so that fourth unit that you never paid rent for because you had the three tenants paying the rent. Now you've got the excess coming from that fourth tenant because that was always extra cash. You've got money coming in from the person in the duplex. So you've got money from the duplex coming. You've got money from the fourth unit that you used to occupy. And so that's 100% of your own earnings or keeping. Um, and so you're in this duplex for a while. So you live in the duplex and you still shouldn't have to pay anything out of pocket. Now you, you, you remain in the duplex two, three, four years, whatever your plan is going to be. From the duplex, you now go to your single family detached home with the white picket fence or whatever it is you want, the willow tree in the front yard. Now at this point, you've got the four, the four, um, the duplex, all the units covered. You're making money off of that one. You've now replaced yourself in the duplex. You're making money from that one. And from the money you're making, it's covering the mortgages on all the other properties and you have hopefully enough, if not all, you've got enough money to cover your payment on the single family home. And so they took us through this process. If you just follow this, you know, maybe five to eight years or maybe five to 10 year plan, you end up in that house that you want it from the get go, but you're in the house now and you're paying little to no money out of pocket for that home that you wanted initially. And that was just so eye-opening to me. I now at my age, 20 years into owning properties, I now understand that if I would have taken that advice and purchased that, that fourplex way back when, I wouldn't have to be paying for the home I'm in now. I would have, or I could have paid cash possibly. But um, yeah, that was just really enlightening. I just wanted to start my real estate story there. Um, because it's something where I finally connected the dots after all these years. Somebody telling me to do something that people told me to do so many years ago and I didn't listen. So is there anything you want to add to that? I don't know. I just wanted to share it and hopefully somebody's listening. There's a lot to that. I'm sure a lot of people are listening all around the world, all four of them. But <laughs> I got about five people following me. But <laughs> oh, please. I was teasing. But it's a, it's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I like to express that to people because it does make sense. And I have a story. Okay. Uh good friend of mine, he, uh, I don't want to go too deep in it, but let's just say I had a, a divorce in my life. And one of my good friends decided that the ex was the real estate agent, so she must be the professional. So I'm going to follow her okay. versus listening to TJ, you know. So fast forward the story. He wanted to know how were we so successful, how did we acquire all this real estate, hook him up. So, of course, she took him off, and they went and bought four apartment buildings, right? Mm. And all of a sudden, years later, he came back, and he said he's stressed out because all his apartment buildings, he's just having problems with everything. And then I said, what year did you buy it? 
Mm-hmm. And he said, this year? And I said, wow. And then I said, you're not making any money. Is it the height of the market? Yes. Is that the height of one of so, the markets? So he, he was following the recipe. Right. But there's also there's more little hidden areas to that recipe. You know, yep. there's times of the market Timing. where when I bought my apartment buildings, I paid seventy thousand bucks, ninety thousand bucks, etc. You want to well, buy at the bus? Yeah. So he comes in, buys them. Of course, she took. She's a realtor. Was a realtor, whatever. And she took them and bought buildings at four fifty five hundred to where he wasn't making a penny. And then she said, "Oh, it's a right. Use it as a write off. You know, stuff like that as a tax write off. You know. Well, you so, gotta be able to hold it." To yeah. get the tax and not so, be in foreclosure. So he was asking me, how did you know that? I just asked him like three questions and I knew immediately that you, you're you not making any money. You're right. losing money, right. blah, blah, blah. Because there is a recipe to this. You can't just know that, okay, well, the recipe is to buy some fourplexes. There is a time of the year. There is an area. There's mm-hmm. locations, you know. Like, for example, again, another story. I came in to the real estate and I was sitting in my uh I got a real estate license at once upon a time. And I remember sitting in this Killer Williams office with a room full of people who are, are one percent or high end people, right? Mm-hmm. They were saying, Oh yeah, we got the we got our brand new properties and I'm like, Okay, well what'd you get? They said, Oh, I got some of these brand new houses and these brand new oh, fourplexes. Over I lived here. through that in Vegas. And I'm like, Okay, well y'all ain't making that's that was stupid. <laughs> you know, they looking at me like we're 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 successful. We got money. What do you mean that was stupid? I said, Well, Section Eight pays $1,500 a month for a four-bedroom. They didn't say what year. Mm-hmm. You went and bought a $400,000 apartment building where you're more, you know, you're, you're, you're probably walking away with all your rent and everything. You're probably walking away with three hundred. where I went off into this making area, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. and bought a $90,000 apartment building, and I'm making $4,000 profit every month. Yeah. On my old building, so yeah, let the uh, let the water heater go out. I'll go put a brand new one, exactly, because there's plenty of profit to do that. But if your water heater go out, you're gonna be really mad. Out of your pocket. Out of your pocket. So we have to understand that how real estate really works. Like right now, here goes another story. So you you started off on something really good. I, well, you know, <laughs> I I've been in real estate for a while now, so I've I've there is a lot I have figured out in my little few years on this earth. Right. So. We look at, we got to be careful with trends. If everybody's saying, here's the blueprint, here's the blueprint, here's the blueprint, you got to think that's going to affect the market. It's going to oh, change. Yeah. So just like in Inglewood, California, they couldn't find any apartment buildings for sale. All of a sudden they announced that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Rams are building in uh, Inglewood, oh, California. This. Everybody goes crazy and starts buying. Same well, thing what? happened here in Cobb County. Right. So, baseball. Here's the thing. There were none. Now, all of a sudden, there's an abundance of them being dumped on the market now. Something's wrong. Instead of, oh, it's a great opportunity, say they said buy a fourplex, here's one now. If there's, you go from no apartment buildings to now there's 30 apartment buildings on the market, something's right. got to be wrong. Right. So what happened? Eminent domain got passed. Mm. Cranky, Crunky, or whatever the name of the Rams, the owner of the Rams bought out 60% of Inglewood. And he went to the city and said, hey, I own 60% of the city, and I so I need this. you to eminent domain the other 40, which mm-hmm. is apartments. So all of a sudden, those owners, they start dumping. Or they say, before the owner, before the city comes in and say, we're going to take your million-dollar apartment building and give you 250 You see what I'm saying? Time, yes. So, of course, they target realtors, target the African-American community. Say, hey, fourplexes, rent's at an all-time high. People are going crazy buying them up. To only find out 
you about to take a massive loss, and that's just how it's going to be. Nothing yeah. you can do about it. You know, it. you have to do your research. Yes. I had good realtors that were, um, I didn't want to hear it. I had good realtors that were instructing me, and I wasn't in a in a challenge market. Um, I was in Illinois, and then I moved to Vegas. So it was at a good time for buying for either. I just didn't want to hear I wanted my single-family home. Right, I, I, I just wanted my single family. It mm-hmm. wasn't nothing about the market, the interest rate, the down payment. <laughs> None of that mattered to me. I wanted my single family home. But yeah, you do have to do due diligence. But it's in in twenty twenty. It's it's more it's more detailed now. It's not just about oh, I got this much money and I qualify. I'm ready. No, it's it's. Oh no it's, no, a lot of people you still have do to that. Research. You I, definitely got to research. That's why I tell people work in insurance. Please come to me for a consultation. Tell me what you're thinking about and let me tell you yes or no or why you should, you know. It's just that serious. It's serious out here. People are making off with large amounts of money and people are losing everything. You know, it's the coin is it's two sides to that coin. It goes crazy. And I don't know anybody, the example you brought up in um, California, who goes to the city council meetings? Who goes to the to. county commissioner meetings? Right. I go to zoning meetings. I may miss a whole lot of meetings. You know, my sister's on city council. So, you know, if I had the opportunity, I go obviously to support my sister. But I live in the county where I'm located. I'm not in a city. I'm in the county. And those little zoning signs, the ones they put up here are usually like this royal blue and white. Sometimes mm. they have the red and black or red, black and white signs. Those are the signs I pay attention to. Those those are zoning signs. Right. I want to know what is being zoned in my community. I am interested in, I may not be interested in everything. I'm interested in zoning because zoning affects my real estate value. Not just zoning, but uh, also what's projected to be built here. Oh, but that's still zoning. That's still city planning and zoning. Yeah. I go to the planning offices too. I go to those meetings, the planning and zoning. Those are the ones I don't want to miss. Let's talk about zoning. You know, they'll zoning could be when they decide, like I always say, they once the African-Americans have been bought out or pushed out, they'll change the zoning or the density, which means uh, you can build uh, single family homes in this area before when the African-Americans were here. But now that they're out, they change it to now you can build uh, apartment buildings. Condos. You can build condos. You can go up. From one story, now you can go up three, four, ten stories now. So where a piece of land in a residential neighborhood was worth, you know, a hundred thousand, but now all of a sudden they changed the zoning. Now it was worth four fifty, just by changing the zoning. So Mm -hmm. yes, I always try to watch those areas to what's going to be next if they change the zoning. So this will be a great one because I'll be able to put more apartments on this one if I tear down that house. You know. So yeah, people. um, It's, it, it is, like TJ said, it's more than just getting a realtor and looking at houses. You want to look at zoning. You, you want to look at city plans, future plans. I never realized, I just learned this not too long ago, that cities actually plan out the city like 20, 25 years in advance. That blew my mind when I learned that. You can go to the city and I don't know, I guess every department, every city puts it someplace different. But you can go look at the 20-year, 25-year plan of a city. That right there kind of can let you know where you want to buy and where you may want to avoid buying. That part. Well, one thing about that, like now the 20-year plan is, you familiar with the redlining? Oh, yeah. So they'll say, okay, well, this area in the West End, we're going to keep black people locked in right there. And in this area, Sandy Springs, we want to make this for white people. 
And then this area, Buckhead, we want this to be the wealthy people, right? Well, they also got this thing called the blue line. You familiar with the blue line? No. The blue line is saying, this is where we want all the Tesla owner, the Google, the Amazon owners. No. We want them here in this so Buckhead. Or, they turned it? my cousin's neighborhood into the blue right. area. That she lives right in there. Noe Valley, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yep. Absolutely. Next to the Google vice president, Ooh. across the street to yeah. Apple's CFO, and down the street yeah. is, you know, um, Uber's owner or whatever. So she lives in the blue area. California is going to be a blue state. New York's <laughs> going to be a blue state. Not areas, but states. Mm-hmm. They're pushing African Americans out of those two states like crazy. Chicago is another one. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to make that a blue state because they want this is waterfront, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm- all of these are waterfront. They want these areas. These are very popular areas. Podcast number one, who is Kai? Waterfront land in Evanston, Illinois. Million dollar homes. That I part. am from that area. Wow. And I probably growing up, I knew two black families. I wow. know personally that lived on the lakefront of Evanston. Just two. That was it. Wow. I knew plenty of families, but I knew only two black ones. So you know how to swim. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Swimming is a requirement in our, in our <laughs> high school. You will take swimming all four years that you attend Evanston Township High School. Wow. So, okay. So, yeah, um, we were on zoning. So, you want to look at the zoning. You want to look at the, well, not the necessarily the demographics, unless that's important to you. I think zoning is the most important thing to keep up the value. You know, absolutely. There are different reasons, like different I call them black prints, you know. Mm-hmm. There are different black prints that we want to follow when buying real estate. So you say uh, you started off with the fourplex, right? Mm-hmm. So no, the, I was told to. You, I did you were not. told to start, which a lot of people to. were told that, right? <laughs> but there is a lot of different black prints now. So I like the one, you can get the house that you like, get your little house with a picket fence, but make sure it's on some land in a nice area. So when they do come in and change the zoning, You could be like, okay, well, I got my little bitty 800s, two-bedroom, one-bath house sitting on a quarter of an acre sitting here right by Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So when they change the zoning, I'm going to tear this down and build a 6,000-square-foot house on here. Right. And so that never came into play pretty much with my first purchase because I am from Evanston, Illinois, and there Mm. is no land. There's no such thing as land in Evanston. To this day, there's no land in Evanston. Yeah, small lots. Right, little lots. Um, So... Yeah, we're going to we're going to get to land because now I'm into land. Now I'm a land owner. I have some land. Um or even or even even with those that you can buy the little small 800 square foot houses sitting on the small very small what do y'all get like 3500 square feet lots up there. Oh yeah. And tear, we got to get into the tear down game. Yes. We're going to tear this down again and build the the one that's touching to the walls of the next house and go up three stories with this right. one, you know. That's just very intimidating when you are in your mid early or mid late 20s not really it's well just, no because you were with, brought up that way how about a nine-year-old yeah you were brought you up know? that way they put these things in front of me and i'm like what is that they said those are blueprints straight out i'm like oh what's all these lines and numbers <laughs> 28 by four feet and 396 degrees feet that way elevation I'm so like, my family used to do rehab it. yeah i was familiar with rehab but building from the ground no no experience from that one but I say, I look at it like this. We put our people in school for four years. Mm-hmm. Come on now. 
in four years, we can have them learning everything about real estate from top to bottom. Zoning, real estate laws, uh, land development. They will know every, come home reading blueprints, know the map of the, the whole country. Okay, yeah, some to South Carolina, that's a good area to invest in. Oh, okay, Macon, yeah, that's another great area. Uh, Compton, California, ooh, that's a little high. You got to watch that one. You can learn that in four years. I've done it. Right. You know, and be a, and anybody asks you, hey, Kai, you know, what's the great information on what should I buy? You immediately know this is a quick growing area. In a few years, you'll be a millionaire if you buy over here today. Right. Plain and simple. We should already, we should all know that. So let's, we, we'll keep it simple. Let's go back a step to land. Because again, I wasn't brought up. Land was not an option. Not mm -hmm. where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> no such thing. You had to go really far from the city and I didn't want to necessarily leave home. So now in the more recent years, um, I've gotten into land. Uh, last week we had Farmer Wayne. He owns a farm. He's got lots of, you know, acres of land. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit about land real estate, like the perks of land. So the first person I can remember personally buying land, um, I had a friend I went to high school with, um, and he got married, and he and his wife bought some land. I, I'm not going to be able to tell you the city, but they had the future vision or knowledge that it was in Florida. So whatever city it was in Florida, they bought the land, several acres, because they knew, like with the zoning, they knew something was coming. And I can't remember, because this was years ago now, this was a long time ago. But I remember they bought the land, they said, hey, in so many years, this is coming to this area. So we're gonna buy the land, we're gonna hold the land, when it finally gets close to the time that these things are coming here, it's gonna be worth more, we're gonna sell it. I don't know if even all their children were born at the time, because I think they have three or four kids. Maybe they had one or two at the time, but they bought this land with the intent purpose of selling it when these children got older, helping it, letting it fund their college. At the time, um, taxes were really cheap wherever it was. When there's nothing on the land, taxes are typically cheap anyway. So right. there was no buildings on it. They weren't using it for, they weren't building on it. They weren't farming on it. So it was really cheap on taxes. So they bought the land. They sold the land 15 years later or so. Their kids at this point are in college. Um, but that was, that even was foreign to me at the time. I'm, you know, we're the same age. I was probably 25 and it, he was like speaking a foreign language. I'm like, who, why, you buying land to just let it sit there? And that was just all over my head at the time. Let me tell you a story about my first dealings with land. I'm from Compton, California, so Palmdale, California is an hour and a half away from my house. So mm -hmm. when I first started going out there, it was just amazing because I saw this thing called new development going on. Whole cities being built. Mm -hmm. So I remember jumping off the freeway and there was a there was a brand new mall sitting in the middle of a field. And I'm like, that's weird. With a bunch of spray painted for sale signs all around the mall. And I'm like, this is weird. I've never seen this. You know, like so the, the mall, mall was built. The brand new mall. mall and they're just selling finished all the being land built yesterday okay. in the land around it. So new plan community. Yes. New plan community <laughs> on the other side of town. Like, okay, everybody's here in Atlanta. We're going to go out to Vining to start building. It was kind of like that, you know, okay. and it was just straight from scratch. So I'm looking like, wow, brand new mall. I'm thinking about, okay, well, what's in around the mall by in Compton? I mean, in the hard time where I grew up at. 
And I'm like, phone stores. I'm like, restaurants, gas stations. So I, I said, let me call up one of these phone numbers and ask them. I'm like, hey, uh, what's going on with this land? What are you, you know, you selling it? What are you doing? She's like, yeah, they just build them all there. I'm like, oh, okay, really? Real racist lady, I could tell. And I'm like, well, what are you asking for? I want $50,000 for it. You know, like, like I know you ain't got the money, but right. anyway, well, if you can, well, if you can come up with this much money down, I'll give it to you. I'm like, what? Really? Okay. Where can I meet you? Let's write it up. Right. You know, you gonna let me make payments on fifty thousand? Okay, let's go. So I, I didn't know what I was gonna build on it. I didn't know what. I just could tell this must be. This is gonna be a great investment because Ma. something's gonna happen around this. It's a mall. So as I traveled, of course, let me quit and finish. As I as I look back, all of a sudden it was like two months later. Somebody calls me up and say, "Hey, uh, we know you you pay fifty thousand for. It. We're willing to give you sixty thousand cash today." So she got out too soon. I'm like, "What? Exactly?" I was like, "Nope." All of a sudden they call me back three weeks later, a month later. Uh, we'll give you a uh, hundred thousand. I was like, land. "Nope." <laughs> what are you gonna do with the land? Now I'm making up store. I said, oh, I was thinking about building. I'm about to build a shopping center. I got my blueprints coming. I'm working with an architect, you know, using some old language that I learned a long time ago. Right. I'm just waiting on the architect to bring my blueprints to build my shopping center. They're like, okay, look, I'm going to talk to my boss and I'm going to call you back and we're going to figure, we're going we gonna to work this out. We're really interested in buying your land. In my mind, I'm thinking there's like 17 more signs. What's really going on? Why right. this one? You know, mine is not the biggest. It's kind of right. like the smaller one, you know. All of a sudden, guy comes back. We we'll give you three hundred and ninety cash today. Got to be today though. I'm like, let's go. Where you want me to meet you? Right. <laughs> so all of a sudden, a year later from the date that I bought that land, I was back out there and I drove by. And guess what happened? What? There were all one eight hundred numbers up. No more spray painted for sale signs. No more direct dealing with the owner who lives around the corner. It was all corporate numbers. So they bought it all up and was reselling yes. it. Yes. Now the whales moved in and bought up all the land for the little small pennies. So the little small lot that I had, do you know what they said they wanted for that one? What? 1.2 million. Mm. And I was just sitting there sick like. But here's a good part about the whole story. Years you later. out with 340. Huh? Well, when you realize that you could have got 1.2 right. million, 340 is like a <laughs> damn it. Like a, ah, that was nothing. Like they got over on me, you know? But my point is, when I came out here, I'm like, wow, same opportunities, all this new development, all this new construction. So that's why I'm like, you guys aren't buying this stuff. That's why I just started teaching everybody. Very that important. is crazy here. When you look yeah. at the amount of land, the amount of land available in Georgia. And I mean, there's land available in Illinois. Let me take that back. But it's not in the city and it's not necessarily close to the city where Georgia is already so spread out. I mean, there's yep. so much land, even with a standard home yep. outside of a playing community, you get so much land. Yep. So there's so much opportunity out here. So what would you, what is your suggestion as far as land here? Farming, holding, what would you say? I mean, you've been in Georgia now for quite a while. You've been all around. Sitting and hold and don't sell nothing. Sit and hold. Buy as much land as you can why you can yeah. because they're removing home ownership from us as a people from african-americans as a people they're totally making that just a thing of the past you know so they want us to be renters so clear across the country they got 
world, what do you call it, uh, historically high rents. I'm in Sumter, South Carolina, not a job, nowhere in sight outside of a Burger King or a Zaxby's or something like that, but yeah. they're getting a thousand dollars a month for rent. Uh, you don't want to so, hear my rent story. Yeah, so it's just, it's a lot of opportunity, so don't it's, sell anything. I, I couldn't believe how much rent is in, in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm shocked yeah. Yeah. at how much people pay for rent in Atlanta. Yeah. I have only rented one place to live in the last 20 years. So I've not been a renter at, for two years between the time I moved from Illinois back to Georgia. I actually I sold my house there, got an apartment with the intent to move back to Georgia, but I wanted to sell the property there so I could to find something here. And even the rent I paid there for what I got was like, wow, I just, but you get stuck. You get stuck. You don't have the down payment or you don't have the credit or you don't have the work history and you have to go into an apartment. It's not the worst thing in the world. You know, there were some benefits in being in that apartment. That's for sure. It was sure nice for two years to not have to worry about anything breaking. <laughs> I didn't have to call anybody, but you know, after 20 years of doing it myself anyway, it wasn't, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, but yeah, rent, if I could just put on paper how much you save from the rent prices today of mm. today's metropolitan areas right. versus buying is kind of incredible. Yep. If people could just sacrifice one year, two year, not taking the vacation, not buying the new car, not, you know, whatever it is. In a rush to move out of mama's house. Yeah, just to save up enough money to buy something, whether it is property, whether it is land that you're going to hold. There's a whole show around this. So we could do a whole show right. about so, community. and. Right. We got to stop. See, what I would like us to learn for 2021, stop buying houses. You know, there's a significant difference between buying a house and building a house. Oh, so we got to go, go back. We got to go back to where we came from. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the days, our, our ancestors in the 18, 1900s, they wasn't going to Coffin and Brawl buying houses. Mm -hmm. They were all, they had no choice but to build them themselves. We had all the trades. We knew how to build. So the difference, but you know what the most important thing between buying a brand new house uh, or buying a house from someone versus building it yourself? What no. the difference What's is? The, no. Equity. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The money? <laughs> you you buy, like I see people buying houses, or better yet, buying condos, townhouses, those two and three-story townhouses for half a million, right? Mm-hmm. And then I see people, they, 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 they come in, it was listed at 400000 had a bidding war on it, and end up going for five hundred, right? Right, right? So it's like, how much is it really worth? Now, you got people over here who building houses. For a quarter of the cost of the half, that same thing, a quarter, you're coming in building it at 175 or something like that, or, you know, 125 and the next thing you know is worth 500 So when you build, you, you got buku bucks in mm -hmm. equity in it. So if you buy a brand new house, hypothetically speaking, at half a million, and then all of a sudden the market crashes and, and the house drops to half, you're walking away. But if you build a brand new house from the ground up, at 125,000 back, you know, of course prices are changing now and it appraises at 500 and the market crashes the next day. You're good. It, you're still good because the house just dropped down to 250. Yeah. Now you got what? 150, 125 so I equity left. I finally learned that one. The house before this house in Georgia, it was a brand new build. So I bought the brand new house. Um, you know, beautiful house. I loved it there. Bought a couple of houses since that. And, and the one I'm in particularly bought it, 
not unfinished, but I bought it for below value, basically bought hmm. it for below value, fixed it up myself, hmm. paid cash, got my equity in it. You know, I, you learn your lessons, you learn your lessons. So yeah. now it's not a fact of the market crashing because it's, it's going to go down again. Come on. It's, it's cyclical. It goes up and it goes down. I mean, home values change. It's just mm. not going to stay the same. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. I don't you see don't it going think the by. home value is ever going to change? No. Not going down, at least. No. You got you got historical things happening that's never before in history that ha has happened. So I like to say they set us up because they're playing the long game. Let's create this false sense of I know what's going on with real estate. I'm an investor, right? So they say every 10 years, the market's going to go up and then it's going to go back down, right? This is, it's, it's, this is common. So everybody knows the black, the blueprint, right? 10 up, 10 down. Okay, cool. So we program. That's how the, work, how the market goes. When the market was up in, in, what is this, in Atlanta last time, were there any big major corporations opening up in alarming rates? Um, only Amazon is the one you hear about all the time. No, it was more back in back oh. in the uh, 2004 and all of that stuff. Oh, when the market crashed in 07, there was no real jobs here, right? No. People were like, how are they getting all this money for these houses and there's no jobs here? Well, now guess what? The market's up at an all-time high, but there are corporations after corporations after corporations moving into these small areas that you've never seen before, paying a living wage plus some. So how are you going to have, okay, Google, Tyler Perry Studios, for example, he moves into East Point in the hood, houses 1500 to 15000 Okay, guess what? Now, all of a sudden, Tyler Perry's still here 10 years later in the market. You think the market's going to crash and you got somebody making paying their employees four, $500,000 a year, but they're going to be able to walk out of Tyler Perry Studios and buy them a $50,000 house? Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, certain areas. At all. Sure. So Georgia is a certain area. Atlanta is a certain area. Yeah. Yeah. You got Mercedes Benz Dome. You got Tyler Perry Studios. Got you, got, you got so many studios here. You got to look. That's why I decided to travel the country because this is some historical things happening that I've never in my lifetime seen. And this is what I do for a living. So I had Dr. Sabi said, you need to travel around. This stuff is happening everywhere. So I'm like, hmm, okay, let me jump on some planes and go check it out. I said, okay, I'm going to hit 15 states. And before I know it, I'm at 22. Like, this is crazy because I'm seeing things that has never, ever happened. I'm looking at brand new freeways being built. I'm looking at highways from 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 Georgia all the way up to Ohio being being widened. I mean, it was just banana I'm in South Carolina from Florida all the way up to North Carolina or the D.C. They're building a brand new highway, eminent domaining the small homes, and there's no nothing on the side of the road yet. But was, how do you think, especially now with the pandemic? is going to affect because that is affecting real people have lost income lost jobs losing houses i don't even know where they're at right now as far as foreclosures and who is and who isn't but that is having a real effect on some people so i like to look at it like this it's like okay what kind of show is this get up can i tell you what i think the real or do you want the, the I'm, I'm on public TV and I got to watch out look, for my life <laughs> story? Just, it doesn't matter what the, you can say what you want. I'm just saying people okay. losing jobs and income is real. I, okay. I know both sides. I know people of, with booming businesses. I know people whose businesses are doing better during the pandemic than any time ever before. And then on the other side, I know people that are completely struggling. And so you have some that are waiting at the wayside to buy more property, more land, more whatever. 
And then I, I know people that are absolutely struggling. I say I wish everybody would would take my land development classes. Let me coach them because it's it's a complete you gotta understand there's a thing called uh disaster economics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So let's let's let me tell you a quick oh, story. Absolutely. There are people waiting. I'm watching the news the other a while back and it's like Covington, Georgia, some warehouse is poisoning and toxic toxic air toxic waste in the air or something and it's people are getting sick right now prices start dropping people start moving oh, yeah, away they do that all the time so i'm sitting in my presentation giving doing a presentation in palmdale i'm sorry in uh, atlanta the other day and one of my customers come one of my uh clients come in he's like man i'm working i'm in construction i'm ready to get into some real estate because uh right now so what do you do well right now i'm building a, a brand new facebook offices in covington and i'm like yeah. Look at that look. <laughs> well, then, then that's, you know, they've wait, done this a million times so before. Clayton County is. School District. That's Run what that school district into the ground. Run it into the ground. Nobody wants to live there. Nationally. They so, come in, buy up all the properties for really cheap, and oh, ta-da, it's much better now. Everything's better. Moving. <laughs> so you got to ask yourself, if you're, we're, we're sitting here, two trillionaires, tycoon developers, and we build cities for a living, right? We're like, ooh, Compton, California is 15 minutes from the beach, 15 minutes from LAX airport, 15 minutes from downtown Los Angeles. But yet we got all these bad people that ain't got no money sitting here in Compton. How do we get them out of there so we can go in there and build some real house mansions in there that we can sell for some real money? Because we got all these brand new tech billionaires popping up. Like every time a new app comes up on your phone, somebody just got a billion dollars from Apple. So now they all want to live in L.A. So how do we get rid of these poor people? But what my question is, what are we telling them to do? So people who have lost income or weren't making because then, you know, then we got the tax game, too. And I've got my grandmother's caught. I've talked to you before, caught in the tax game, been in our house a million years. Her community is 100 percent different than it used to be. And, you know, trying to just kind of slowly tax her out of it. She owns her home, but they, you know, if they can push her out, they will. The best way to get people out of areas that you know are worth a lot of money. And this has got to be, to me, in my opinion, from a business perspective, uh, COVID-19 is a great idea of how to get people out of here without being sued. How can I come take over this whole area and not be sued by everybody in the area? Mm-hmm. Period. Oh, let's say it was a pandemic. How can this major corporation bring in all these brand new robots and get rid of all its employees? Hmm. Without being sued, without people protesting, without losing money because nobody wants to buy from them because they got all these new robots in here. They just replaced 98% of their uh, work staff with robots. And that's another show for me with the digital dollar, but we're not going to talk about that one now. But yeah, (laughs) employment is on the table. Definitely. COVID-19 comes in. Oh, uh, social distancing. Got to wear a mask. Oh, I'm scared to come and sit next to y'all. I don't know what y'all doing. I'd rather just work from home. As a matter of fact, oh, next thing you know, the boss says, well, you know what? We, we can't survive this anymore. COVID's destroying us. So you can let everybody go. The city pays uh, unemployment for a while, and everybody's good now. So now when we open back up, well, because of COVID, uh, well, we, we were forced to bring robots in because nobody wants to work with each other anymore. I, I can I, go. I can I really know. go in if you want, but I'll leave that right there. Look, I, I had to have a little. Uh, 
heated discussion with the company yesterday wouldn't allow me to come in the building because of COVID. They got a million mm -hmm. employees working there, but I can't come in because of COVID. They want me to buy a product without seeing it, touching it, feeling it, testing it out, trying it on. Yep. And then if it doesn't fit, they take returns, but there was a 20% return fee. Yep. How are you going to charge me a return fee? You give me no other option than to buy it blind. Yep. Take it home and try it and then return it. And now you're going to charge me. Anyway, that's a whole nother show. That's a legal racket. That's, they're that's, running. But see that, that brings back, you, you got to figure out a way to make people do something like me. I'm not going to go cashless. That's not me. I'm not that kind of guy, but guess what? They can force you to go cashless. Okay. Oh, that's you know another I mean? show. That's another show. <laughs> it's already on the schedule. That's another show. <laughs> well, uh, you got to help me with all of them because I got that is I got different. Show. I got levels of conversation on these and depthness, but we got to look at this. We're in a new time where this this technology is catching up to us, and they're trying to get out of all of this old stuff and bring us into the new stuff. You know, and it's going to be lawsuits, just like they say with this development that's going on in real estate. They, they, this city's over a hundred years old, probably. How much this, this oh, yeah. plumbing under the ground in Atlanta? Mine under, is broken twice. Yeah, so this plumbing, you can't come in here and just start busting the streets up without inconveniencing people, creating massive amounts of traffic, massive lawsuits, etc. You can't just do that, right? So guess what? If they come up with this thing called COVID, force everybody to stay home. You know, next thing you know, guess what? They got plenty of time to go do everything they needed to do. Oh, you know. They wanted to do. We live in the propaganda machine here. Mm. This is pro propaganda yeah. central. When you learn land development, you start seeing things a whole different way. The world is totally different from the way the average person will see it. So what is your recommendation? What the average person now, we're talking about the average, we're not talking about the savvy investor. We're not talking about somebody got... $250,000 cash in a bank account right now, just the average, because like I said, the advice I wish I would have listened to, because I got it, the advice I wish I would have listened to was to start with the fourplex. I was not in any type of um, uh, stress market at the time when I first bought my house, everything was fine. So, well, but what are we, what are we telling people now to do? What do you recommend? When people call me from different states, I, I do the quiz. Where are you from? Oh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, y'all got them houses with basements. I wouldn't tell you about a fourplex. I'd tell you to buy a house with a basement. Your family live, your dream home with the picket fence, with the basement, but you get them three or four bedrooms in that finished basement. You finish it downstairs, make it uh, Airbnb friendly. And there, there's your, you rent it out because we are at an all, yeah, we're at an all time high of rent now. So you got people renting rooms for $800 a month. So you got four bedrooms downstairs and you got to rent it out at $800 a month each. You can live in your dream home and let the people in the basement pay for it. Yeah. That, I'm talking about a nice dream home, not just the one you really could afford, but that, something again, that you couldn't have afforded. Where we say some people who are pulling ahead in this economy, those Airbnbs are, they're making a killing. Yeah. There, are, there are certain industries yeah. that are absolutely up, yeah. and Airbnbs are definitely one of them. Yep. So when you, I tell people when you buy, oh, okay, you're in Atlanta, you need to get something near the Mercedes-Benz Dome, you need to get something near Tyler Perry Studios, you know, stuff like that. You're in Inglewood, California, you need to go over there by the projects in that worst neighborhood called Watts.
California, uh, where the Crips were created and the Bloods started off at, and Google just bought the Jordan Project. So I would buy something in that area, you know. So it's different strategies for different areas. If you're in Sumter, uh, Sumter, South Carolina, okay, there that little city billionaires just moved in. They're building hotels, so go buy something there, you know. Or if you're in an area that you really is a very expensive area, go buy you a piece of land and go buy you a little cheap RV and move on your land and build you a house when you can, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just different areas, different strategies. Just started looking more into the mobile home market. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of additional re yeah. real estate I've been researching, studying. Yeah, the mobile home market, the Airbnb markets, um, the RVs. Yeah. My sister always jokes all the time that when her kids get out the house, she's going, her and her husband are buying an RV. <laughs> they're yeah. they're going to live in the RV, get yeah. rid of their big old house. Go on the road. There's all kinds of websites about single, was it black women who RV and black families who RV and Hey, we did our first stuff. RV together, but was yeah. that your first for both of us, wasn't it? Yeah. There we well, go. Well, here though. I've oh, been, that was your I've first one RVing here? I've been for a while, yeah. Okay, well that, I've had travel, CJ and I went to the uh, camp out, the black camp out. We had our RVs. That was my first time ever. It was my bucket list. Well, uh, so oh, I, wow. I, I met an item on my bucket list and it was fun. It's fun. Here, go, here goes a fun story that, that divorce I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. I lost my big house in the divorce, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh, wow, I feel so sorry for TJ. Oh, my God, we got to go out there and bring him something to eat. I heard he's standing in his RV. So I took my daughter, we went and got our RV, moved and went and moved to Malibu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We was living in Malibu for a while. People come up to visit, they're like, no way he lives up here. It's like, yeah, right there, staying there for a whole month. You know, left Malibu, went to Newport Beach, doing stuff like that. They're like, how much is this RV again? Because <laughs> I would like to live this life. It's just a whole different world. It is. I remember. Uh, Once you get past that dream that they sell us, in America especially, that whole the white picket fence dream, you know, I've lived it a couple of times. I've had huge houses. You know, I had a huge house as an absolute single. It was me and two dogs. Wow. And the house was beautiful. I mean, my house was beautiful. I love the house. But after a while, it was, it was just a waste. It was a big old house. Yeah, yeah, I used two rooms. True. You know, yeah. I traveled a lot back then. I didn't have any kids. So I was gone everywhere all the time. You know, even in the next house, it was a night. It was a beautiful house. My family loved the house. I paid a lot of money. Taxes were so high there. It was, you know, it was an expensive house as far as taxes and things. But, um, even still, it just, and Selah was born. And I got this small child, we're in this big house. I just, I think I had to get out of my system. And, now and, I'm over the big house. Right. I'm over all right. that. I'll right. take an RV. Right. Now I had, I had fun driving in my little RV sitting there for the weekend. That was, that was kind of exciting. Get right. to move around. It was very small. Clean the whole RV from top to bottom in <laughs> maybe an hour. And, and let's talk about the big house in Jerome. The big house. I, I had America to have it. America sells you the big house. And right. I had to have it. I got it. And then I was always at the at the uh, shop working on cars all day, every day. That's all I did, you know, never at home. And I'm like, one day I thought about it. I'm like, I got this big, giant home, and I probably used, like, three rooms. Mm -hmm. The kitchen, the bedroom, the bathroom, mm -hmm. <laughs> you That's know, what I did. and the den when I'm in there flipping stations or something. Yep. Outside of that, that fancy room with the couches that we don't want nobody to go in there and oh use. My God. I had that the dining room with that beautiful chandelier in table, that house. You know? It was a beautiful chandelier in the dining room we never sat in. Right. And I'm thinking, like, what is the point of all of this? You don't even go in there. That's your Christmas Thanksgiving room in there. 
and you didn't even have Thanksgiving here, you know. So we we buy these big giant houses because we we want to entertain people that would never help us make a payment on one if we couldn't afford it to suck for some reason, you know. Mm, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I I've even toyed with tiny homes. A tiny home really wasn't for me. I'm better for just a reasonable size home. With equity at a reasonable price. But yeah, yeah, just downsizing, making life easier for yourself. Tiny homes, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Because tiny it's, homes it's is still, pushing. It's real estate. Tiny homes are pushing the cost of regular homes up. Well, tiny homes started off at 12000 15000 Now you can now get a you tiny get home. And now you get them for $60,000, $100,000, $125,000. Yes. I saw that. Yes, container homes. Why would I homes? buy a $125,000 tiny home? Because what? people, it's like if I tell you enough, now it's popular this, this is more affordable, this is more affordable, tiny home, tiny home. Then all of a sudden, when you get there and it's $112,000, you are going to think, well, Connie said on the radio uh, show they're more affordable. I would never tell anybody to buy a tiny home for $125,000. Please, you don't have to call teacher. Call me. Right. Do not buy a tiny home. For, exactly. I will get you acres of land for $125,000. In Compton, California, where the median home price is like six fifty, dollars uh, yeah, you can buy a tiny home if they were permitted for you. Right. Or I would buy one and put it in somebody's backyard, you know, my mom of somebody's backyard, if that's the case. But tell we got to tell people, stop trying to move out their parents' house so fast. If mama's not trying to throw you out, you better stay in there until you save up enough money to pay cash if you Individualism. can. Individualism. Yeah. That's what we also push in the country. Individualism. Do not work together as a team or as a group, as a unit, because you'll, come, you'll get ahead. You'll get ahead. You'll get some stability. Individualism. Put them out when they're 18. Everybody separate, go separate ways. Your dollar is much weaker when it's separated from everybody else's. Now, I wouldn't buy it by myself for just me. But if my family members who I really didn't like say, TJ, let's go in on it together. You can have the whole basement to yourself mm -hmm. and you won't even see us. I'd Wing like, it off. Okay. I don't like you, but let's go for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have separate <laughs> entries and exits. Yeah, I don't, I don't got to even see you. Yeah. I'm going to take the garage to the left. You take the ones on the right side of the house. You know, we got 6,000 square foot of house. So, yeah, let's go for it, bro. I hate you, but let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine we got people who actually like each other. So why we they they don't they, they can even put their money together why not yeah it's like why does everybody want to be individual that's my house you know we gotta that's... start doing things like that you can move to Georgia into the most wealthiest buckhead and buy a house for nine hundred thousand and everybody like I qualify for two hundred you qualify for two hundred he got all the money he qualified for five so there we go now we living in an area that we would have never dreamed about living in. Mm -hmm. So it's just things like that we got to start doing, you know. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, you know, I just want to give people, I, I started off the story with, I wish I would have listened to my the advice given to me. Uh, my point, my goal is to give everybody else some advice. Don't, TJ said it, I've already lived that. The brand new house is not the best deal. <laughs> Right. It, we want to pick our carpet. We want to pick our tile. We want to pick out, you know, the finishings of the house. Um, financially, not the best decision to make. It'll, it, it probably will be a beautiful house, but you make the least amount of money buying property that way. Let's, let's go in on a different topic. Same topic, different story, different perspective. 
Do you know how many wealthy people who own big giant homes that I know? How many people who own homes that have so many problems that they can't fix them? Oh yeah, house poor. I'm talking about we call it house poor. Five. You have a huge house and can't afford to maintain it. Your house poor. I mean, not even that they can't afford to. They're like that. Just don't make any sense. This guy in the middle of COVID, he just just because of the, uh, Donald Trump put this wall up, and now the uh, cost of labor has skyrocketed. They want six thousand dollars to come in there and uh, fix that toilet, for example. You know, they're they're getting real money now to do things. I thought I wanted some granite, but seven thousand dollars for this little small kitchen. You know, so you got people whose stuff are, is breaking in their homes. And they're like, okay, this is broke, that's broke, this is broke, this it's is still acting house funny. Poor. Yeah, it's so, still house poor. Yeah, so you you don't have people like I make a, a five hundred dollars a day. I can't afford to take a day off or a hundred dollars a day or whatever. They can't take a day off to have a person come over there and fix the toilet or fix the cabinet door. You know, so all of a sudden that start stuff start piling up. So I've been in some beautiful, amazing homes and said, wow, you're a doctor. Your house is worth three million dollars, and you got like. $50,000 worth of repairs that needs to be done. And she's like, I just don't have time. But that's why, guess what? When COVID hit, people are like, oh my God, I'm going to get all this stuff fixed. I'm going to be home every day now. So now, carpenter stuff, uh, quick fix stuff, through the roof. Every day I'm at Home Depot somewhere, and, and it's just crazy. The shelves were it's empty at the crazy. Of There's so much money right now in people doing upgrades and repair granted guy he's over but he's overwhelmed every every one of them that's come to the, i just put a floor down the brand new wood floors down linoleum stuff look the fake wood overwhelmed granted guy overwhelmed painter guy overwhelmed uh carpet cleaning guy overwhelmed gardener guy want more money overwhelmed it's like people are doing some repairs and upgrades and house and house stuff is crazy right now and I'm like, out of all the people I call to come do, give me a quote on something, it's like, how many of them is us? Very low percentage. So it's like, we are missing so much money. I'm, I'm kind of getting mad at people. I'm like, you're going to look me straight in my face and not have a gun in your hand and tell me that you want that much to fix this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's just amazing. I'm like, we need to roll so many people into these industries so that they can make this money because this is just ridiculous. But yeah, we got people sitting at home. Who who are home on COVID can't work. Yeah, you know can't find a job. Now was the unemployed. Time. COVID yeah. was the time to reinvent yourself. Time to pivot. Just time look around. Where's the money at? Yourself. Because when we look up, it is definitely going to be a different world. Yeah, so you haven't realized that yet. Uh, the world is changing. A guy pulled up to my house the other day in an Infinity with a lawnmower on the back seat. I'm like, really? Oh boy. He's like, oh man, there's some money now and people making money. I'm like, shouldn't you get a truck? And yeah, like, <laughs> it's so much money being made. I just went, I had a lawnmower. So time. I'm like, you know, Let's hey, I'll buy a new car. car later. Let me get to make some money first. I'm like, infinity with a lawnmower on the back seat and tools all in the car. And I'm like, wow, he's getting it. Well, he wasn't wasting his time. He's getting it. When you got a person with a half a million dollar home and he called you to ask you how much to cut the grass, please believe me that cost is not as much as the average person is going to pay. Right. It's going to be way more, you know? All right. Well, any uh, last minute advice we want to give as far as real estate and what people should look out for? Any good deals out there? Well, 
it's always a deal if you're looking. But any um, advice, any last minute advice as far as, as far as real estate? Hmm. I got so much. <laughs> I know. So, you know, how <laughs> the show goes, <laughs> we I'm going to revisit topics. So this one, we're just kind of doing general real estate. Later on, I'm going to come back. We're going to do really deep dive into the details of something specific. Humble yourself. When it, when it comes time to make your purchase, humble yourself. I know your your heart says uh, Rolls Royce attitude, but, mm -hmm. you know, nothing wrong with a little Toyota Corolla of a home. You know, an area. Build yourself up first. Do not move into anything that's not going to make you any money. Period. You know, your first home should make you some money. Yes. Whether it's a house with Airbnb or it's a, a fourplex. I would always say uh, live in one free and rent out the other three. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I would always tell people. Like you, same thing you said. That was just my way of saying it. So if your house is not going to make you no money, do not buy it. Period. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Several streams of income and stability. You're looking for st if if COVID hasn't taught anybody anything, it's stability. Right. You want to find the least stressful situation you can that brings in the most additional income you can. Yep. And, you know, mental, your mental wellness. Right. So thank you very much for coming. I appreciate oh, you coming in. Having you. The, I hope you guys learned something. We covered a whole lot. <laughs> we, we covered a whole lot of topics. Um, any last minute, anything you want to tell anybody? Um, share your social media, how people get in contact with you. Okay. Also, I released a book called Monetizing oh, yeah. Gentrification and Building Black Ownership. I wrote this book after traveling the country. I did about 15 states when I first wrote this because I just like the things we talked about. I just wanted people to know what's going on. Real estate has changed. So please pick up a copy of that on uh, Thomas TJ Law or TJLofton.com, TJLofton.com, or you can go to all my social media Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at uh or lincoln thomas tj lofton all right thank, thank you very you so much. much i appreciate you being here we will have tj back again I, um like i said future episodes we're going to do more deep dive so i will pick some type of real estate specific subject and we're going to come back and really go through like the numbers we'll maybe go through some scenarios um you guys heard Keisha on here a couple of weeks ago. She's a mortgage person. So we, I, I have plenty of context to give people. So um, thank everybody. Oh, you have something? Last minute. Go ahead. Look out January 2021, uh, TJ's Wealth Academy.com and TJ's Toolbox.com. Okay. And what are those? Tell Online training classes. Online. Finally, after all these years, I finally put them together. There you go. Mm -hmm. So we'll look out for that. I will share it thank as well. So um, thank everybody for coming out. I was saying my social media again. Ready, set, free, dot me. W-W-W, ready, set, free, dot me. That's the website. You can contact me there. You can reach me on Facebook at ready, set, free. You can reach me on, or not reach me, but you can listen on um, YouTube at Ready, Set, Free, or reach me on Instagram at ready.set.free. So thank you guys for listening. I've enjoyed our discussion today. TJ, thank you very much for coming. I always learn a lot from you every single time I'm around you and watching your videos and reading your books and everything else. Um, everyone have a great day. 
We will see you next week at Ready, Set, Free Podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Thank you very much.